on the count of podcast. Podcast! I want you to pause for a moment and think about the number of people who are fucking right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I am actually thinking about it now. I don't want to know. That really feels like it's not my business. (laughs) Say what you will, but it's mine. (laughs) Shall we retreat to the safety first, though, of the 1800s? Ah, let's. What what blew my mind, though, is that we didn't get one ounce of cholera in the first movie, and I was really kind of waiting for that. It's fine. Who goes through the 1800s without cholera, (laughs) am I right? (laughs) Who who even are you? Are you even 1800s if you didn't get cholera? (laughs) At least three of the people in that movie had syphilis as well. So there you go. (laughs) Just to to really get down to a macro level of talking about the 1800s. (laughs) But it was a beautiful film. Yes, we're talking about The Age of Innocence, the first of uh, two movies this week, uh, directed by Martin Scorsese. Written by Jay Cox. Don't laugh at that. Too bad. C-O-C-K-S. You should have changed your name before you wrote it. Oh, man. Just saying. (laughs) The film stars Daniel Day-Lewis, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Winona Ryder in the story of uh, proper 1800s romance. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis has fallen in love with Winona Ryder, supposedly. Or is it that he just has been assigned her as sort of property? I'm pretty sure that that was the assignment. (laughs) You you get this, this... uh, very, and she's so young. She's she's only twenty, obviously. Mm-hmm. She's very young in this film. Um, and he, what was he in his thirties? I know Michelle Pfeiffer was thirty four when is, she made this. He's fifteen years older than she is. She's fourteen years older than than uh, Winona Ryder is. So. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, the 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 way they play is, so basically, and they and they apply this early on. Daniel Day Lewis's character actually did know Michelle Pfeiffer's character when they were children, when they were very young. Yes. And that they're. There's like a story there where she's taught, where even Winona Ryder acknowledged like there was a young woman, you know, years ago who I thought you were going to be in love with. And I never thought I would have a chance with you. <laughs> and, it turns out you were right, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, yeah. Martin Scorsese called this his most violent movie. What? <laughs> um, we, we missed the violence. I... I... In violence, in terms of the how the like the people with the words are more hurtful than the people with the actual guns and bombs and knives. Um, this is a, these are some nasty people who say nasty things. They and did, they, but they were very flowery with their language. Yeah. And personally, if we did that today, I'd be thrilled. <laughs> I would take a lot of these insults that I get normally and turn them into compliments. <laughs> I would, but that's just me. Wow, I guess I guess I didn't see it that way. You didn't but, see it that way. Okay. But you know, whatever Marty says, I, I tried to go with whatever Marty says. Marty. So what was the first thing that stood out to to either of you? Uh by the way, I'm Sean Patrick, professional film critic, Amy MJ. Oh hi. Sorry. We didn't see you uh, there. <laughs> we were <laughs> we, we, we were just talking <laughs> about this movie and a podcast started and we have no idea how that happened. I I we're yeah, yeah. podcast. Uh, well, you know, you okay. were taking a nap, and I just said maybe we should carry Fuzzy out there and put him on the podcast. <laughs> and you enjoyed that. Well, no, now you want to go back to bed. Though. I I enjoy bedtime. Yeah. What did you did you enjoy? The Age of Innocence. Um. <laughs> well, they were innocent. I, well, <laughs> some of them were innocent. It's true. It's fair. It it was a very pretty movie. It's 
gorgeous looking. It is. It absolutely is. Very pretty. Did you have any judgments about the characters? Um. <laughs> you did because you, yeah. you actually said some things in there, like especially when it came to his character and then Winona Ryder's character. I well, I I think in this movie Winona Ryder is absolutely gorgeous, mm-hmm. so I can't see anyone choosing anyone else over her. <laughs> over her. <laughs> it just doesn't much make much sense to me, but I mean, you know, I mean... Here so, I- speaking of Newland Archer choose, trying to choose uh, uh, Madame Olenska, yeah. Countess Olenska, mm-hmm. uh, instead of his own wife, May, played by Winona Ryder. Who just looked like a little doll in this movie. She just was a China doll, yeah. Winona Ryder was. Yeah. How does the how does being towards the end she gets pregnant? How does that work with the corset? Do you get to drop the corset if you're pregnant? No, they have to plan that hours, <laughs> maybe even days in advance. Baby, baby's land. born. You can't take the corset off. You just have to have the baby with the corset. Oh off. God! <laughs> and you still have to maintain that gorgeous figure of yours throughout nine months of painful pregnancy. Turn around! I gotta tighten that up a little bit. Oh God. I mean, it already looked like Winona was, like, missing most of her ribs in her dress, don't you think? Yeah. Yikes. It was terrifying. It was terrifying to look at. I couldn't live in that period of time. I I would be like Miriam Margoli's character in there. I'd just, like, put me on a chair, (laughs) give me seven Pomeranians, and as much, uh, you know, I I don't know, sherry that you have in a bottle, and I'll be fine. They're show dogs. They get nervous. very early on is just how pretty this movie is. It's gorgeous. It is. And the score is quite beautiful as well. I love aside from the opera because I don't believe in opera <laughs> as an art you're, form. What do you say about what was it you were saying about opera? Uh, opera is no different than heavy metal. It's just people screaming at you. That's all it is. <laughs> and I stand by that and you cannot change my mind. Sorry. Baby Thomas Gibson in that scene. I still it didn't even fucking look like him. Yeah. And I'm like not Greg of, of the famed Dharma and Greg television show on ABC. Yeah, but it was him. It was him. It took me a minute. I'm like, I think you're, I think you're full of shit. But no. <laughs> but again, not many people would be looking at a Scorsese film looking for Thomas Gibson. No. We should just say that, you know. True. So and he's also just barely in the movie. Just, just barely. barely there. Yeah. Uh, so the, one of the things that stood out to me, and I know that you may not be aware uh, of the imagery here, but it took it took in a lot with me, and that is the flowers. There's a, lot of, yeah. there's a lot of flower imagery. We start off like a, one of the first thing you see under the under the credits is flowers. Right. And then the first thing you see um, uh, with the opera singer is that she has a flower in her hand. I'm like, Scorsese, he doesn't, he's a, he's not somebody who goes half measures. So if, if he's got an image that he's expressing in the opening scene, this means something. So I went online. I paused the movie while I was watching and I went online to look up the meaning of flowers. Right. And each of the flowers early on uh, that he's choosing have a purpose. Okay. So the yellow flower that you see has multiple different meanings. Uh, yellow is usually meant r- meant to be a romantic rejection. Usually, <laughs> under most okay. circumstances. So we see the opera singer giving this man a yellow flower. She's rejecting his romantic advances. What a bitch. <laughs> I mean, if we didn't see, I should see the opera. He could have been a total tool. 
but okay, so that's that's one. You pan the crowd, you land on a Daniel Day Lewis Newland. Mm-hmm. He's wearing a white carnation. Right. White carnation means uh, white carnation means innocence, pure love, and sweet love. So it's kind of both. It's true of him in that moment, but it's also meant to be ironic later on because he's not, you know. Uh, yeah. So it's a commentary upon him in a very unique way. Okay. Okay. Uh, the uh, so ye- later on in the movie, he sends yellow roses to uh, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's character. Now Ellen. you thought you knew what this meant. I uh, because I I it's correct. Uh, you're wrong. You're not. You're not right. I am. I am absolutely because yeah. I am looking at the old farmer's almanac meaning of flowers. Well, what I looked up the with the meaning has changed over the, the years. 1800s. I kid you not. Everything that you did with the flower in the 1800s meant something. So if you sent it with uh, a bow tied to the left or the right, that meant something. If you who who you had send your flowers, whether you did it yourself or you had somebody else doing it, that meant something. The color of the flower could mean something. The kind of flower meant something. Yellow rose means jealousy, decrease of love, and infidelity. It is intended to show you that, first of all, he's jealous of Beaufort, who is also uh, romancing... Beaufort! <laughs> Damn you, Beaufort! <laughs> yeah, correct. Uh, he, he's t- trying to romance uh, uh, Ellen, right. Michelle Pfeiffer, and our guy, Newland, right. Daniel Day-Lewis, is very jealous of that. Our guy. Uh, he's our guy. <laughs> he also has a decrease of love for a moment, because he's like, I can't believe you're with Beaufort and not me. But also... Infidelity is another foreshadowing because he wants to be unfaithful to his wife and he just can't do it. Do it. Because society just continues to build these walls around him. He thinks there's a conspiracy just to keep him from fucking Michelle Pfeiffer. (laughs) Well, there kind of is. There kind of (laughs) is. I mean, because it seems like like, the whole town, really, the whole part of New York that they were in. Mm hmm. Everybody knew, or everybody thought, yeah. Which you know, even though they hadn't actually consummated it, they were basically <laughs> fucking in their heads. Consummate the marriage! Oh, oh! <laughs> little Dice Clay there. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, legend. legend, legend that he is. Legend that he no, is. No, it's not really. He sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's garbage. It's garbage. Even ironically, it's unfunny. Um, <laughs> Jack and Jill went up the hill. Ugh. What did he say? Jack came down with a buck and a quarter? <laughs> oh, God. Fuck you, Angel. Wow. <laughs> Fuck right off, please. <laughs> yeah, um, all the flowers, yeah. I mean, the flowers that you That's see fascinating. mean a little bit of, uh, of something different. And they're, and Scorsese is using them to foreshadow, like uh, uh, the red roses that Beaufort sends her and she sends away. She's meant to, she's trying to turn away his love and he's saying, I love you. And that's the thing, is that Beaufort's entire story, if you're paying attention, plays out entirely off screen. All yeah, of the okay. stuff that happens with Beaufort, whether it's him telling Ellen that he loves her, that happens off screen. He uses he does it with the roses, his fate after his you know, his family is destroyed and he's found out for cheating. It's all found out via dialogue secondhand. Right. And it's all playing out as a subtle warning to Newland that like, this could happen to, to you. you. That's why we're talking about Beaufort. Right. We're talking about Beaufort <clears throat> to the side of you to let you know you're in trouble <laughs> if you continue doing what you're doing, Newland. That's true. I guess, I, yeah, I wouldn't have seen that. Um, all the symbolism in it, actually, and then all the, the, the foreshadowing. 
Um, I was too busy, you know, cursing both. <laughs> Beaufort. Beaufort. Like every single time. <laughs> it made me laugh. Well, especially, especially like when it would it would pan to Day Lewis and, and like oh. and there'd be like a card or something that would have Beaufort's name on it. And it would just it just yeah. was very Beaufort. fun to do that. <laughs> like it's Animal House, like you're the dean of Animal, yeah. animal House. <laughs> so do you know what day, did you hear what uh what May's flower was? May's flower from her husband. Oh no. So her flower is the lily of the valley? Lily of the valley. Okay, that's what the, the he, he has to be reminded. By the way, to send his wife flowers, he goes into the flower shop, and, right. his, and the guy goes, "Oh, would you like us to send flowers to your wife as well?" Yeah, make it a standing <laughs> order. He said, "Yeah, you, you better do that because shit's about to get fucked up." So her flower means, and this is perfect. This is a perfect description of Winona Ryder's character: sweetness, tears of the virgin, and humility. She was so sweet. <laughs> and nothing, like, what I liked, but she got savage at the end. She did. But, okay, that that's the thing about her, about... One of my favorite things about this movie was that they could have easily made her into this little, you know, do-gooder, young... Like a simp, yeah. Yeah. And instead, she was asking him questions in such a roundabout way that she could catch, catch him in lies. She's no fucking dummy. And she played that to her advantage. But yet she was still a very sweet young woman. Well, yeah, she had I every mean, right to get pissy when she got pissy. The the narrator, uh, Joanne Woodward, by mm-hmm. the way, yes. uh, is is totally mocking her throughout. Like, the, the whole thing about her doing uh, needlepoint? Yeah. Like, because she has no imagination. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, the, like the way, that's how you call somebody stupid in the right. 1800s. This person yes. lacks imagination. <laughs> you want to insult anybody in the future, just say, that kind of lack imagination. <laughs> Sorry, but you may lack a bit of imagination. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you should handle customers in a customer should. situation. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I think this customer lacks Excuse imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I could never tell anyone that. <laughs> Although I do plan on using it now. Though, so. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I do like that. You know what? But again, it's like, you know, I... I liked Michelle Pfeiffer's character as well because this was a woman that was very independent. Um, definitely didn't feel like she was being... She wouldn't allow herself to be pulled around by her husband. She she knew what kind of life she wanted to live. But she also, you know... And even though she gave in a few times mm-hmm. with uh, Dear Daniel's character, um, you could tell that she's still... Like she, she would run away from him. You know, I don't need this in my life. It's not that I don't want you, but this can't happen, bro. And I <laughs> think she actually said that in one scene. <laughs> Yo, this can't happen, this can't bro. Happen, bro. And Daniel D. Lewis's character is like, <laughs> she might have been a little bit more. <laughs> I think you broke character there, Michelle. <laughs> it might have been a little bit more eloquent. No, <laughs> I, I loved what she actually did say. Is like, if if we did this, you wouldn't be the man that I love. Correct. And like it, it's such a like that's such a great dichotomy. Like it it, yeah, like she totally wants to sleep with him, but if she does, it proves that he's not this you know fidelity man, this like the wonderful husband and sweetheart of a man. Yes, because he's cheating on his wife. Like I can't, I can't respect you. Actually, I, I think that's kind of like my whole thing <laughs> with me. If you like me, I no longer respect you. <laughs> so it can never be. 
So let's go back to you being an asshole, and I'll go on my merry way. Thank you, Michelle, for, for personifying that for me. Beautiful. So, so, Dave, are you familiar with the method as in terms of acting? <laughs> method acting. Are you, MJ, are you familiar with yeah. the method? Less, less phony phone, more talky talk. <laughs> method, method acting. Oh, You've yes. heard of method acting. Yeah. So you what, actually even know some method what, acting. Tell us about what you know of it. <laughs> um, I might be wrong. That's all right. Be wrong. It's cool. I mean, you're gonna be. <laughs> but I'll have to. I don't like being wrong. I'm hey, you know Jared Leto. We talked about it. Jared yeah. Leto, method okay. actor. Like he he decides he's gonna be a total asshole. Like when he's playing the Joker, and on the outside, so he had to be the Joker. Yeah, so he had to be the Joker and be like a real asshole to his co-stars. You, we talked about this before. Okay, then yeah. I am correct in that. Um, there was, so my, my first experience with this then was, uh, Victorious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's perfect. They good. did a method acting episode where they were all given a character and they had to act like that character at their teacher's house all <laughs> night. No. Otherwise, they episode. were out and uh, they were given very interesting characters. Um, the oh main character, Tori, was a uh, um, she was a cop <laughs> that wore way too much red lipstick <laughs> and was really obsessed with Raisin Bran. <laughs> there was Robbie, who was a uh, motivational speaker with jelly legs. <laughs> so he kept pulling over. Yes. <laughs> there was Beck, the foreign man, who is really hard to understand and Ooh. kept getting in people's personal space. That sounds offensive. <laughs> sounds very little, offensive. Little offensive yeah. <laughs> and um, then there was uh, Cat. She was the. Um, bad comedian that only told jokes about being on an airplane. <laughs> oh, that airline food, you know. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and then there was Andre, the pregnant marathon runner. <laughs> I'm actually here for that one. <laughs> it was fantastic, but then his grandmother showed up and she's out of her mind, so then she got him to get out of character oh, and no. he had to go home. He was doing really well up until then. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis is a well-known character actor. Uh, He was in a movie called My Left Foot, where he was missing a leg and two arms. So they had to carry him. He made people carry him to uh, the set every day. Pick him up physically and carry him and set him down on the set. Because his character only had one leg. I'm going to show you a picture. (laughs) Because you deserve to see this. Um, yeah, so I mean, he, he went like full all in. People carry it, let's see it. Yeah, they, they pick him up and carry him to the, to the set. Uh, he, he's just notable for, for this type of behavior of yeah. uh, becoming his character in such a fashion that it's uh, uncomfortable for everybody else. But the fucker won an Oscar for it, didn't he? He did, because oftentimes, and I've said, I've said this countless times, sometimes. The most acting wins over the best acting. And I'm not saying that's necessarily that's, that's Daniel Day Lewis's thing right? that he does the most acting, but oftentimes actors like I think actors are deeply insecure for the most part. And sometimes it feels like they need to do something to say, Hey, look at me. I am acting. 
Acting. Acting. <laughs> One of the, I, I swear to God, that leg, that uh, it's that uh, Lovitz and and uh, oh God, Third Rock from the Sun guy. Um, oh, John Lithgow. John Lithgow together yeah. doing his SNL bit yes. where it's acting. acting. <laughs> <laughs> they're just both ordinarily over the top and going crazy, and that's how they demonstrate it to let you know that they're acting. And I think actors in Hollywood, especially, like to show you so much of their acting. Uh, but it, it reminds me of this quote that I just recently heard about Dustin Hoffman, who's famously like a, a method guy as well, to the point where like he actually slapped Meryl Streep on the set of Kramer vs. Kramer, because that's what his character would have done. <laughs> Secretly, he just wanted to slap he wanted her. To, yeah. yeah. So he's doing all this bullshit on the set of Marathon Man, and he's op acting opposite Sir Lawrence Olivier. And Lawrence Olivier says to Dustin Hoffman, Dear boy, why don't you just try acting? <laughs> <laughs> burn <laughs> best burn ever wow. I, and i had no i did not know that about justin hoffman oh, he's, no a, he's, a, he's the worst he's a terrible human being wow but he's he, god awful did he do that for tootsie he did it for everything yeah, but he's the worst <laughs> I hate Dustin Hoffman what? so much. I did not know you hated Dustin oh, Hoffman. Oh, I loathe Dustin Hoffman. Wow. I loathe Rain Man. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm so not a I. fan of Tootsie. I, 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 ever since I heard that Meryl Streep story, like all of his worst qualities come out to me now. Wow. Yeah. Did Meryl Streep ever come out and like, talk about oh, that? Oh, she's mentioned it. <laughs> that time that, that he, he, he slapped just me. slapped her. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, what a dick. He's a piece of shit. Ah, he's a. You know what? Cut list. He's Come cut put list. Dustin Hoffman on the cut my list. Pencil. Here we go. Add, yeah. add that name. Yes. Wow. Well, I don't think I have Jared hey, Leto hey, on hey, here Hey, 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 Dustin, either. why don't you try acting, buddy? Let's just, <laughs> let's just go with an acting. How about that? Maybe just do an acting this time. Dustin <laughs> Hoffman. Daniel Day Lewis. I mean, for this one, his idea of method was he checked into the oldest hotel in new york city and he dressed like his character and had them bring him food that his character would have eaten shut up are you serious <laughs> in the 1800s so did he get like any sort of salmonella or anything like that? <laughs> by the way don't don't cook that food we don't cook food no wow wow no you just imagine you're walking down the hallway to your hotel room and there's daniel day lewis dressed in 1800s tuxedo <laughs> did he? He really did that. He really did that. He really did that for three solid weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks before they started shooting. Holy! I don't. Mother. I'm assuming that he also remained in character. You know, like I, he's one of those guys who, like, okay, I'm not Daniel. You have to call me Newland. Oh God! <laughs> I would smack oh, him so hard. Okay. Let's let's not. I'm not calling that. you that. No. No. <laughs> like anything to undermine that. No, we're not doing that, sir. All right. no. Daniel. Hey, Dan. <laughs> you want something from craft services? Dan. Dan. Danny boy. <laughs> fucking idiot. Sorry. I'm also not going to call you sir. <laughs> he is a sir. He was knighted. Was he really? Yeah. Anybody who accepts he is a sir Daniel can fuck themselves. I'm sorry. <laughs> what about Sir Elton John? Fuck yourself. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, I don't believe it in knighthoods and that whole. It's just a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> it's, a bunch of bullshit. it's just bullshit. Uh, Wait. What about the Rose and the Doctor? That's different. They were knighted. 
Yeah, but that's because <laughs> it was long before, like, the whole, like, pomp and circumstance of it. She literally did that outside of Torchwood. Does it really count? <laughs> no. What about Sir Robert Sheehan? He's not knighted. <laughs> you could call him. Knighted. If you call him Sir Robert Sheehan, I think that'd be great. If he was knighted, go fuck yourself, Robbie. You, you know who should be knighted? Jurgen Brokdown? <laughs> no, because I Sir have Jürgen respect Brokdown. for him. Robbie and Jurgen are, are never going to be knighted. Let's just leave it. <laughs> We're like goaded. Greatest of all time. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> bro. Bro. bro, 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 come bro? on, bro, come on, bro. <laughs> bro said, come on, come on. Pains my soul, bro, Romer. Come on, pains my soul. <laughs> I am gonna start calling you Sir MJ though. From now on, I'll knight you. Welcome back to our Alpha Male Movie Podcast. <laughs> We're here with Sigma Amy. How do I have the, all all those chicks? Why weren't they listening to those dudes throughout the entire movie? <laughs> Not enough bros in this film. Chick flick, man. God damn. Why did that bro just bang her, dude? Bro. Newland. Newland, bro. Just fuck her, bro. What's the problem? Oh, my God. If that's what the new Age of Innocence is going to be. Oh, my God. That'd be brilliant. Imagine if that's what the old Age of Innocence Oh, my God. Was. Exactly. Exactly. They were still dressed in all the same things, but they did that. For some reason, I think I'd love that, and I don't know why. (laughs) Bro, bro, did you hear what Leffert said? Bro. Bro. (laughs) Bruh. Totally burned him, bro. Oh, my God. You know, it's bad enough. I didn't didn't like, you know, the idea of wearing corsets sitting next to a fireplace. Because I just, you know... (laughs) Sweaty and swamp ass and all that. Oh god! So if you how add, like, dirty was everybody in the eighteen hundreds? So dirty. <laughs> I mean, women like were so dirty. Men were so dirty. How? How? When, when was toilet paper? <laughs> oh man, they were using towels and oh, shit that had to be laundered by by their help, who had also just oh, their them. help had to do it they, for them. Yeah. <laughs> If we have more information, mis- misinformation to spend. On everything. <laughs> both the microphones, both the computers, <laughs> the mouse, everything. So I guess uh, you wouldn't fit in in the I, I'm sorry. Rich people had their servants wipe their butts. They okay? Did. They did. They did. That's the only way you could not, that's the only way to survive. It's a fact. <laughs> it happened. You have to accept it and move on. You have to. It's not like you're the servant. You would be if still, <laughs> we still had this level of cast. We might have this level of cast system in the future, and you're going to have to decide which asses you're going to wipe. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I'm that just going to... Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk, you must choose. <laughs> I'm going to use sandpaper on both of them. Sandpaper. <laughs> I'm coming for you, Musk. You fucker. <laughs> do, you, do you think he has a butt wiper on staff? Musk? He's a giant fucking baby. Of course he does. <laughs> Wait, is he? We did put him on the cunt list. Elon Musk? I don't I know. I don't know that we have. Holy shit! It's been too, it gone so the long with list. the cunt list and he's not on it. Sorry. God, I, I am so behind. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. I, I think Bezos is more relatable. He might actually touch his own ass. 
You think? Maybe. I don't think so. I'm kidding. No, he totally, no, he not. totally, he's got a robot that goes right <laughs> up his robot, butt. Yes. Well, you know what? Better a robot than some poor human. Oh, yeah, but there's still somebody that's going to come and sanitize that robot. <laughs> you know what Somebody's I mean? Somebody's got to clean the robot. What if, the, what if another robot cleans the robot? <laughs> exactly. It doesn't seem fair to the robot. This is why AI is going to rise up. Right here. Because we're making them wipe our asses. What a big fuck you to the robots, you know. Uh, I love that we're talking about oh robots wiping yeah. people's asses while we're talking about Age of Innocence. Yeah. How, How is it going to make a very, very, very good movie this funny? Yeah. Because this is a great movie. It, it I actually really is. love this movie. I think Martin Scorsese is a fucking genius. Mm -hmm. I, I think these characters are incredibly smart. And yes. I think Newland is the subject of the movie. I think his inability to you know act upon his desires and his unwillingness to acknowledge how, how shitty he is, I think that's the subject of the movie. Correct. He put himself in this situation. Yeah. He decided that this is what he wanted to do. He asked for all of this, and he's the worst liar. He's the worst liar. He is the Seriously, absolute, absolute worst, worst liar. liar. Like, it is so obvious. He's making eyes at her the whole night, <laughs> and, like, pretending, like, okay, I'm totally, nobody noticed me doing all of this. <laughs> one thing that I'm not a fan of in films and TV shows, all of it, it's just, you can see, it is so obvious <laughs> when some things happen, and it's, a, like, especially science fiction shows, people will just appear out of air and nobody noticed that? That's true. Nobody noticed nobody. That it. No. See, that's the suspension of disbelief. Yes. You have to do that in certain instances. And I and I get that, but there's a point where it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, dude. They see some things, but they don't see, uh, they only see things when it's convenient for like, selective <laughs> sight. Ever seen those edits on YouTube of like characters, you'll, you'll have a character who drifts off for a flashback to happen. Yeah. And then you, they st in this montage, they stick with the characters who are looking at this person while they're having this fucking 40 minute flashback. <laughs> <laughs> like what's everybody else doing while you're having a flashback right Aww. now? You know, Daniel Day-Lewis like is sitting all there doing really it at the same time, but like the, if you if you subscribe to the uh, main character thing, then no one else exists yeah. unless you see them. And so, if you're having a flashback, no one else could possibly have a flashback because yeah. there, it's your, it's just you. You're there. <laughs> was it was a fam Family Guy where some like some guy walks in, and starts to have a flashback, and goes, "No, you are <laughs> no, not. Yes, no, yes. <laughs> no, you're not allowed to have. A, you are no. not allowed to have a flashback." <laughs> It's not your show. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, no. And it's, it, it, again, going back to, it, and I think, I think we, I don't think it's possible for us to do a review without you know taking the piss out of these movies in any way, right? Yeah. Whether they're good We're or bad. Make jokes, yeah. Yeah. But this, I mean, it, one of my favorite scenes. Um, actually, there was two of them. There's one where we kind of pan in. I think it's early on in the film where we pan in, and you see all those beautiful flowers. I think it's actually the, I think it's the flower shop. Yeah. Just, just the way that it looks, and it, the colors just, I mean, even for a movie of 1993, the colors pop, everything oh, yeah. looks really gorgeous. The other one is when, you know, he uh, he's going to shoot his shot down by the water, he'll go talk to her if that sailboat goes by that one thing, and she <laughs> oh, turns yeah. around, oh, yeah. if he makes that basket, he'll go talk to her. <laughs> but the water, 
Yeah, it looked gorgeous. like glitter. I just it stuff like that gives me chills because that's my aesthetic. I love anything that sparkles, and yeah. it just makes you just oh, and you could feel the romance in it. I just oh, love it. Michael Ballhaus uh, did oh, the cinematography. The, oh. He's a fucking genius. All Academy Award winner, and just yeah, he did. Did Scorsese's movies for many years. I was just going to ask you if he'd done most of them. or had He's done many. Them. He's done many. Gotcha. I'm not sure if he did many after this, but he did He did many before this. Uh, this one in particular. Uh, absolute genius. Yeah, yeah, and this movie looked incredible. What did you think of the use of voiceover? With Woodward, you mean? Joanne Woodward, yes. Joanne Woodward doing the voiceover. <laughs> Oftentimes, in, in other mediums, or they'll, they'll take the piss out of voiceover and just say, like, it's a cheat. Mm-hmm. Uh, to tell a story this way. Not if you're Helen Mirren oh, in Barbie. Because <laughs> that was spot fucking on. <laughs> no, I, I, I love Joanne Woodward, obviously. Yeah. But um, after about the first hour, I was thinking, okay, let's go into the second hour without talking. You know? <laughs> a little sexy, sexy, a little less talky-talky. All right, Joanne? Go get a coffee. I want to see some hot course of action. And that never happened. No, He, he kissed her lace collar. She kissed didn't her, feel that. Kissed her wrist. Oh, that was later on. Addressing, <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Oh, gonna take my glove oh, off." Look at the, look Not at the, the glove, sir. <laughs> scandalous. <laughs> so scandalous. Oh, there's like four buttons on that glove too. It's like, oh, button number one, button number two. <laughs> He's not gonna go for the third one. He did. He did. He did. He, did. he went to all four. Kissed baby. her right on the wrist. Ah, uh, what is that? What in, in base terminology would that be? Second base is that? Because <laughs> I, I don't a, understand football. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Center field, maybe. Center, I'm not sure. Center field. <laughs> well, ultimately, it ended in a strike. We can say that. Mummy, I made Mommy. it to center field. Mummy, oh, I'm so proud of you. Here's some laudanum. Go put yourself to sleep. Mommy's gonna have sex again. <laughs> well, there's a lot of sex workers back then. You know, again, I'm pro that. But they really didn't have the kind of resources that we have now. There was a lot, a uh, lot of syphilis. Oh, everybody in this movie everybody is, is dead by 50 and had syphilis. <laughs> he was there's so just... old, he made it to 23. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> this group was rife with syphilis. Oh, my God. And inbred children. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Even if that's the case, one hundred writer is fucking beautiful for me. Oh my god! I I always I, yeah. I have had the biggest crush on her. I think probably since I was a little kid. Even in Lucas, I thought. Well, now she's do you, got it. Obviously, you weren't alive. You don't know, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so shut you, your fucking trap, right? Do you remember the controversy when she was cast in this? No, I don't. There was a huge controversy where people thought Winona Ryder is too lightweight to be in a Scorsese movie. Oh well, and then they actually, you know what? Another funny Family Guy thing was because they actually did that. They animated Winona Ryder doing like the the film, and it's like they they really overdid the Winona Ryder isms. Yeah, I thought she was lovely, and actually, I I didn't look at her like Winona when I, when she was talking. She sounded like she was from the eighteen hundreds America, mm-hmm. and so did Michelle. And I I, I thought that it's no, I, I can't. It's one of these things that. where people like created a perception of her in their head, right? and like she's trying to she's trying to step above her station and work with Scorsese, right? And she was like amused to him on in that film. Like he could, like the camera loved her. You can't deny that the camera oh, yeah. absolutely loved her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I loved Michelle as well. But I, what I liked about Michelle is that yes, she was a woman of thirty four, which back then, I mean, that's granny territory, dude. <laughs> um, and, and you know, but but again, sixteen year old daughter should have been married off, right? <laughs> but here's the thing: 
but I, it's the other thing too about dressing them correctly. No makeup, no major, like, you know, they could have really dolled. And Winona, again, you're 20. Mm-hmm. You, you're going to look fabulous with or without makeup. That's You were just born genetically beautiful. So is Michelle. But she looked like that 34-year-old in this time period. Yeah. Um, hair was beautiful. The dresses were flawless. But she looked like, and when they would kiss and her nose would go all red, it's like, this. that's what it really was like back then. I know, because I was there. But I mean, <laughs> I, I, it, just, it just seemed like a very honest, genuine performance from, from Michelle. I, yeah. I think it was, it was kind of stripping yourself down a bit. How weird is it though, to see a guy in that time frame going for a woman, his age. Oh my. <laughs> well, I mean, he's very commentary. He, I wasn't ready don't for. get me wrong. He's marrying a woman who is 15 years younger than him, That's true. <laughs> but, but he's desiring the woman who he played with as a child. I know because, well, I mean, that's yeah. the thing. It's like, you know, but they weren't ever really children in the 1800s. True. They? Like, they were pretty much born. <laughs> he was a lawyer at five. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he got a degree. I mean, he, he was having white men meetings <laughs> by six. He got his, his whole first, little briefcase. His little briefcase. His Mom, first cigar. I need something to eat. <laughs> Mom. <laughs> he had his first cigar at seven. Oh! <laughs> Actually, that was his birthday gift. It was one of those, like, cigar, cigar cutters. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're going to be one hell of a man one day. If not already. Don't pay attention to those other children. They're headed to the to the mines <laughs> to make money for you. That's true. <laughs> like, like, what I like about movies like this, and again, I I, I always love the. I'm, I'm a huge Jane Austen fan, so I love anything like from this era kind of thing. But you ever notice that white men they do white men business back then? But you know what that consists of? Just walking. <laughs> they just walk, and then they'll go have a, a glass of port. And, and and smoke cigars. Yeah, but there's no business. Like you're talking about. <laughs> they're they're petty. They're petty. Like the they're petty in the way like a sewing circle is supposed to be yeah, petty. Like yeah, and the way that they talk to each other. It, it's exactly that. <laughs> it's a scandal. She wants to get a divorce. What? We should just send her back then. <laughs> um, I would advise her to go back to her husband. Get a secretary on the phone. Hello. Send her back. <laughs> the dirty harlot spinster whore. How could she defy her husband in this way? <laughs> hey, you just didn't do that to men back then. Because they were busy doing white men business. <laughs> white men business. Oh, it's like, um, I, I, I love that. Because Day-Lewis' character actually at one point actually does say, he's like, oh, I need to go um, do some business. It's like, where? You go to the bathroom? <laughs> You're not doing business. You are richer beyond fucking belief. What's your business? Oh, he's a lawyer? I was a lawyer back then. Then anyone well, could be a fucking lawyer if that was. Was the case. he being? Was it just a coincidence, or sort of, or was he being mocked when he was assigned to be her lawyer, Michelle Pfeiffer's lawyer? I feel like he was being mocked. <laughs> Don't you? I mean, he didn't want the job. No, you wanted to avoid it, well, but uh, he didn't want to avoid her. If you no, know what I'm not in the end, he didn't. He he wanted to get his hands on that sweet sweet wrist. Sweet sweet wrist. <laughs> Sexy lovemaking with sexy wrist. hot wrist action. God, if if I ever meet Rob Sheehan and he he doesn't take my glove off, <laughs> <laughs> you need to get a pair. Of gloves. You need to get a. Butt- I do. I, well, I you need to get button up gloves. I know, and I need to do that, and I'll just be like, here, just it's, just it's, do it, so I can just record it real quick. It's far less sexy than mittens. <laughs> with mittens, it's far less sexy. Just slides right off. Anybody just he just slides it. I, I thought it'd be sexy, Amy, but you're wearing mittens. <laughs> They're also tied together. How am I supposed to do here? Why am I always the loser in this scenario? 
<laughs> when will the magic finally happen for me? <laughs> why are those t- why are those pinned to your clothes? How am I supposed to do this? Oh, well, they have your name on them. That's good. I think your mom was afraid you'd get lost because there's your address. So, uh, security. I'm not going to take your mitten off, miss. Oh. Call me Rob. <laughs> you're good. You're good. Proke now seems more like a, a wrist kisser. You know he does, and I thought about yeah. it during this film. I thought, you know what, See? we're missing a little Jurgen. Yeah, you know, Jürgen. he should have played Beaufort. He Beaufort. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> brought a lovable. <laughs> I, you you wouldn't have fallen asleep. You would have been like, what, Jurgen's in this? Jurgen. I'm not going to sleep now. No, Aww. can't sleep through Jurgen. How could you ever sleep through Jurgen? Well, so at the end uh, of the movie, uh, we go 30 years into the future. Right. Uh, Robert Sean Leonard is here from well, Swing so, Kids. So, oh, I, I thought we blocked that one out of our heads. We weren't going to talk about Swing Kids again. He's come over from being a Nazi dance. <laughs> a dancing Nazi? Yeah, right, Nazi. right. Right. Forgot about that part <laughs> of that film. He comes back to be uh, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis's son. They go to Paris, and uh, he gets a chance, 60 years old, to not finally see uh, Ellen again. Right. And he walks away. He doesn't go. Why do you think he doesn't go? Well, he's 60, and he can't walk. <clears throat> he probably has gout and piles. And... <laughs> I mean, that's, it's just a theory. Yeah. Theory. Who didn't have piles then? <laughs> I mean, who doesn't have piles now? Oh! No. You know? Wow. Actually, Fuzzy, I should probably tell you about what piles uh, no, are. No, don't. Yeah. Don't. You don't. <laughs> I'll bring up a picture. You don't need to know. No, definitely do not look at a picture. Whatever you do, do not look at a picture. <laughs> <laughs> Big old bunches of grapes coming right out of your ass. Just like that. That is not right. That is. Why would you do that? I didn't say I external said... anal sphincter, did I? I wow. didn't say that. You just, oh, you just you, did. You literally just did. So anyway, hemorrhoids are called piles. So dazed and confused. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready for a topic change now. Well, it'll come back round, I promise you. Yeah. (laughs) Could you imagine piles plus what happens in dazed and confused? Yes. Ah! I I don't think I need that. Oh my gosh. Uh, No. We are we're jumping at dazed and confused. The Age of Innocence is an incredible film. Everybody needs to see it. I I highly recommend it. MJ does not because they don't like movies. <laughs> you just don't like fun. Especially 1800s fun. It's, it's well, it's, at, you know. Have you never turned butter? Aww. Is that the problem? Wait a minute. Wait, why don't you go turn on a VCR, huh? Here's a road map. Can you read it? Jeez. In my day, we had to dial our numbers on big phones that were outside. You ever used an outhouse before? Do you even know what it's like? I've used a porta potty. Whatever. Have you ever lit a candle? Yeah. How about three of them? I've, I've lit a lot of candles. <laughs> I've also used a VCR. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Have you ever used a TV without the remote control? Oh! Yeah. yeah, I have. Jeez, oh. you really are a Kurdan. I'm sorry. My we did this to you. Kathy oh, does. there you go. <laughs> She had. We, we had to watch SpongeBob. Oh God! 
Then you just leave it there because it's like I'm not getting up again. <laughs> every, I'm not getting up. Again. Every five minutes while we're watching this movie, and MJ and I are making comments about how boring it is. Amy goes, "It's the 1800s. <laughs> they don't have the internet." <laughs> it was. It's not just that. All they could do was read. They could yes. dance. Cross needlepoint. Needlepoint. They could spin in circles. <laughs> they could get dizzy. They could get dizzy. We need a choreographed introduction for this show. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> it gets on video. Oh my god. <laughs> we do. We do. <laughs> you know, but not unlike Age of Innocence, mm-hmm. I kept saying the same fucking thing during Dazed and Confused. Because weirdly you enough, just it, like, not that so much boring. has changed. Oh my god, it really hasn't. <laughs> Between the, it's a hundred years later. <laughs> they still a- don't have the internet. <laughs> Jerks. Wow. Set in 1976, directed by Richard Linklater. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dazed and confused. MJ, want to tell us what this movie's about? Oh, That's it's a- uh, <laughs> it's about these this lovely group of kids. Um, at first, they're just like they're all getting out of school. Yep, and they're all going to a party. Woo-hoo! Um, but then all the older kids are also trying to haze all the younger kids. Yep. Just like All God intended. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and there's there's a lot of a lot of stuff. A lot of a lot of sexy stuff happening in this movie. Um, it tries to happen. It doesn't happen always, but it tries <laughs> to happen. If you had your druthers, would you have asked for more sexy in this movie? I'm good. Because <laughs> I think. We got just the right amount. But comparing it to Age of Innocence, isn't there ser- seriously like a sense of, of manners and propriety that go from yeah. each different, uh, you know, your different places, like your statures and whatnot? Yeah, uh, I guess. I, it, there's, a, there's a lot of like enforced, you know, masculinity and, and femininity Absolutely. and you know, the, the roles that everyone plays. Absolutely. And you're seen as lesser, you're treated poorly. Like mm-hmm. you could say like... Uh, Wiley Wiggins' character is kind of a Beaufort. Yeah. <laughs> where everybody looks down Beaufort. on him. Beaufort! He talks about him when he's not there. Uh, <laughs> Wiley Wiggins. I forgot that was his fucking name. Wiley he's a, Wiggins? He's yeah. a terrific actor. Yeah, he played the young... He played uh, the main boy. Yeah. The main the, freshman oh, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the one pitcher. who acts with his nose. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he kept so, touch, yeah. kept, like, all the time. Just touching his nose. Jeez, like, and I'm like, did you forget your line, bro? <laughs> He never acted before. That makes sense. And, you know, he's never acted before this movie, so it made sense. He's just he got a tick where he just keeps touching his nose. But he, you know, again, he's adorable, and and I do like, I like, I like everybody aside that you're supposed to like, you know, yeah. in this movie. In the way they're supposed to like, and you, and you like dislike the one guy who's supposed to be disliked. You're supposed to hate O'Banion. You're supposed and to hate. To ben, I mean, Ben Affleck, I find it hard to not like Ben Affleck. I know. So to see him be this hateable is pretty impressive. He's a great actor. He is. Because he creates O'Banion as like the worst fucking character. Like, he's man. as bad as the football coach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's so unlikable. And you believe that that's really him. And you're like, man, I can't wait till Dogma and that shit comes out. Because I, I don't like hating. I, I don't like hating Affleck if yeah. I don't have to. If I can avoid hating Affleck. And then you got, of course, Parker Posey in this, who is perfect. Air raid! <laughs> Get up, bitches! <laughs> she has some of the best lines, and actually, my friend Russ and I—that is one of our favorite things to do—is just go, "Shut up, bitches!" 
open your mouth, you know, like just <laughs> shoving those little pacifiers in there. Why? Um, Why? What is the what is the point to any of that? That's there's what would happen to somebody at a modern high school if seniors tried to go beat up freshmen? I, I I don't think that that would happen is the thing. Like, if they... Now it's only, like, if two people are having a problem, then they're fighting, maybe. But right. it does not just happen just to happen, no. I don't think. No, I, beyond that, though, too. And, like, actually, I think it was um, Goldberg in the movie. He made, he made the comment where he was just like... Um, crazy eddie and yeah. he's just like this is like so needless and and then um it was anthony rapp's character who says yeah but i mean there's concessions here like you know like parents have said okay <laughs> they had to rent out or they, they got the usage of the the parking yeah. lot and they're selling food <laughs> so like it was pretty much parent and neighborhood sanctioned and they were both yeah. like, so weird the parents were like weirdly proud of the kids who were kept yeah. getting caught and getting you know, these guys drive around with these paddles and they paddle the the butts of, of the freshmen. Soul paddle. Soul pole. Soul pole. That's the best paddle. Yeah, soul pole. Um, <laughs> none of them, none of them recognizing the homoeroticism of the moment. <laughs> this is my favorite part. <laughs> it's just like, you guys, you are so gay, O'Banion. <laughs> you don't even know it. Predatorially gay. I mean, no, but like, you're so suppressed yeah. with your gayness that you probably wouldn't even be like this if you just say, hey, guys, I'm fucking gay. I'm so gay. Um, yeah, didn't feel the need to do that. Yeah, I yeah. That, well, this is what repression does to you. It exactly. creates like an unmitigated rage that just keeps flowing from you at every moment. He is this giant hard on throughout the entire movie, yeah. just raging. Yeah, the entire movie. And yeah, I mean, it's 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 so awkward. <laughs> it's so awkward. <laughs> I mean, I I support you, man. I just want you to to be comfortable. In your own skin. How about that? <laughs> and maybe leave little boys' backsides it, alone. It's really yeah. it's a it's a lot of Shannon from Fashionably <laughs> Male. <laughs> it's a Shannon. reference to Mallrats. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> Lots of that does, energy. Yeah, it is. It's Shannon energy, indeed. <laughs> I need to watch Mallrats again. Uh, I love Mallrats. <laughs> um, yeah, different London in that one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, is that yeah. one Jeremy? Yeah. I can't tell the difference because they're twins. They're twins. <laughs> oh, those London bros. Uh, yeah, Jason <coughs> in this one. Hot spot. <laughs> wait, we're on the Gary Oldman hot meter. <laughs> oh, that's hard. You know, well, because actually, does he beat Gary Oldman? Because Gary Oldman's kind of like, you know, prime douche, right? But, but you can fix it. Do I want to, or do I just want to be berated all the time? Because I've made a really long career out of that. Um, no, I think I think he, he's he's hot on his own. He's like he's he's like Paul Rudd, good looking to me in this movie. One. In this not, movie, not Gary Oldman. Not Gary Oldman. That, <laughs> that's so different. Like he's of his. That's own when hand. you're both on coke. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Not not that anyone should be calling any cops on me right no. now. I have no possession of not, any it's been drugs. It's been 25 years since you've had any cops. 25 years. But yeah. Um, God, can you believe it? <laughs> Celebrating an anniversary. <laughs> Let's get some coke. <laughs> um, no, I... Beyond that, then you, 
mentioning, we have to mention, is one of the hottest people ever. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Matthew fucking McConaughey. This is one of my favorite roles of his, and it always will be. I just... He I says the creepiest shit. He does, yeah, he really but does. there's something about him saying it. <laughs> Sometimes still like, it's like awesome. we've all made a cultural like decision. Like, all right, well that is really creepy, but McConaughey, it's okay. You can have this. All one, right, McConaughey. Matt. Yeah, McConaughey, it's all right. But you're... anybody else says that shit, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're gonna cancel you. <laughs> you're done for. Yeah, yeah. McConaughey, you're cool. But there's something about Linklater's <laughs> films, though. I mean, I think it, it's him. It's that was why I wanted to see the movie in the first place was because Linklater's so cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he made a, a really kind of a cool story by using, like, my friend that grew up in the 70s, or, you know, was in high school in the 70s. He's like, it wasn't that far removed from what it was like for me in high school. He's like, I, I see a lot of my friends in this. I see a lot of people I fucking hated in this. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and I think it's, it's a true story in a way. Um I mean, not only that, but, like, the, the set dressing, how every single person was costumed in Days and Confused. So spot on. So perfect. <clears throat> um, it doesn't look like they're trying to make people look, like, modern day, well, at the time, 90s pretty. Right. They're letting them look like they're from the 70s. And I just, I really dug the shit out of that. Love that. It's a, incredibly authentic. Yeah. In that way. Absolutely. <laughs> Is it funny? I think it's funny. I thought it was it's, fucking it's pretty funny. I, I I don't have any problems with it. I didn't, I, you know, it it's it's breezy. Mm-hmm. It's it's you know, it works in yeah. most in most way. I don't know what the story of the movie is or any of the meaning of it really is, but it, as an authentic recreation of the 1970s, it seems to work. I'm here for it. Yeah. Um. But again, I think I think, and I think Linklater actually said this. It's it's an exploration of what it was like to be young. At a time where, you know, again, this came out in the 90s. You're young in a time where, like I kept saying throughout the fucking movie, they don't have the internet. <laughs> all you can do is just drive around. That's all you can do is just drive around. They had TV. They could have watched TV. Yeah, but you would you want to watch 70s TV? <laughs> I wouldn't. I'd watch Rhoda. Oh, my God. I got I to gotta pause. I, I, we, we love tangents on this show. Yes, so I have, to, I have to have a tangent. To pause to say that somebody ruined my day, like last week, they posted something that said that uh, Carol O'Connor as Archie Bunker on All in the Family. Yeah. How old was he? Oh God, no! Don't say it. <laughs> he was not forty-seven years old. He was forty-eight old. years old. He was forty-eight years old on that show. He was forty-eight years old. Here, Fuzz, I want to use the context. <laughs> Son of a bitch. You've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> so this man. <laughs> that's how he looked on the show. He was 48. He's a year older than Sean. Um. 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 I. Um, I understand why your day was ruined now. Like. How old would you, if you didn't know that, how old would you think he was there? I, I'm going to say friend. this also. Red Fox, 48 years old on Sanford's son. <laughs> Why were they so old? I don't know. What did they do to themselves? I mean, it's like they, like, nope, once we get to 25, it's all downhill from here. <laughs> that is what life is. 
if you were living at that time, you were just drunk and smoking yep. all the time. Just totally drunk Your and life constantly was smoking. Swirling down the down the sink, just waiting for it to end. <laughs> I'm reminded, like, the 70s must have been exactly like this, where Paul Rudd describes what they wanted to do with the original Anchorman. Yeah. Which was, they wanted to have it be set on a plane filled with newsmen. And another plane that cra- bo- this plane crashes, and another plane filled with monkeys and throwing stars crashes, <laughs> yeah. and the newsmen have to fight each other. But the reason that the plane crashes is because all the newsmen are smoking so much that it forms this giant fog throughout the entire plane. And that's the 1970s. That's that plane right. yeah. Yeah. is the 1970s. Yes. There's just cigarette smoke in the air everywhere. Oh, that makes me so happy. You wonder why I have asthma today? It's because I walked into the restaurant that our parents owned. Yeah. And like, you would just see this haze oh my God. of gray smoke. Yeah. yeah. It hung like a curtain. <laughs> <laughs> white. They, they had these yeah. white tiles on the ceiling, brown. Mm-hmm. Fully brown. Fully brown. Because cigarette smoke rises. Yeah. And then just. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you'd go in there um, as a 10 year old and you'd walk out a man. <laughs> you put a lot of hair on your chest. And I'm not kidding you. Like, I swear to God, I had both of my lungs removed when I was 14 after being in there. It's like, I don't need these. I can breathe <coughs> just by the gills in my ears at this point. We just couldn't breathe. Like, and it was terrible. Yeah, Sean got asthma. And then I became a smoker because <laughs> I'm easily persuaded to do things that people no, have done before me. I lived with my father for a yeah, short for time. Yeah. He was a smoker. And yeah. I I actually developed the ability to do a trick where I could cough and smoke would smoke come out. out. <laughs> you shouldn't tell me. Oh, no. oh no! Oh no! Oh my god! Oh, no. we're, we're, you know what? Just unchecked trauma <laughs> is our entire life. It's it's how we've made a living. <laughs> So yeah, when you think about it, like these characters are eighteen in nineteen seventy six. Mm-hmm. So you take, uh, yeah, you take that. You had forty seven years. It's like so they're like what sixty six. I hate that sixty seven. Well, yeah, because okay, because so, because Rick was Rick said that he was like when he was in high school. Rick is sixty three. Wow, sixty three this Whoa. year. Yeah. So yeah, you would, but if you saw Rick, you wouldn't know it. Like he's <laughs> definitely not Carol O'Connor. <laughs> Never has been. But yeah, I mean, this was definitely like his. His life, so that that is crazy to think. I know. Could you imagine a seventy-year-old O'Banion running around? No, I mean yes. <gasps> Get off my lawn! Now, I, do you really think that? I I think he'd be he'd be at the clubs. He'd be at the, be at the VFW, carrying his pad. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason we keep O'Banion around <laughs> is because the rest of us have gout. Because those Gulf War pussies, I gotta spank the shit out of them. <laughs> We are going to get so many letters. <laughs> Amy thinks we still get letters. Well, I mean, <laughs> we, we do. They're taped to the They're tree outside. The tree outside. Them. We've told people to do it. <laughs> All you, you, you typewriter warriors <laughs> out there. <laughs> Keeping it real. Keeping it real oh for the God. kids. Oh, God. That just happened. Yeah. That just happened. I, there's so much, so much that I didn't. I feel so sad about the Carol O'Connor thing. <laughs> you might want to. You might not want to know about uh, about Wilfred Brimley then. How old was he in Cocoon? 
Was, was he, he in his forties in Cocoon, Sean? <laughs> he was forty-seven. No, he wasn't in Cocoon. No, he wasn't. He was not forty-seven in Cocoon. God damn it, Wilfred Brimley, eat your oatmeal. Age, age, bring it, bring it, bring it. He was fifty. <laughs> That's like what? I was like, <laughs> that didn't make it any better, did it? <laughs> what, what, what did he... Take a look at this man. Tell me he's been 50 his entire life. He's been 50 his entire his life. His entire, the whole. He was 50 wow. there. What? 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 <laughs> this, okay. Wilford Brimley. This, this, yes, this, 47. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need um, your oatmeal. Um. He, he did have diabetes. 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 Paul Rudd versus Wilford Brimley, why people in the past look older. There's a whole thing on Goldcast about that. There should be. Somebody Somebody needs to write about this. This is insane. That's true because, I mean, Paul's well over 50 now, by the way. Looks fabulous. Looks like he was born yesterday. The man does not age. I want him... And some of our some of our other favorites to remake Cocoon, but looking like that. <laughs> Would great? Cocoon make any sense? Who cares? <laughs> It'd be fucking hilarious. All right, now we have we've we we've we've officially found this episode's yeah uh, digression. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> I mean, I'd say I'm sorry if I meant it, but I don't mean it. I have to know now. Yeah. How old was Don Amici? In 1985. Oh, good question. So Don, he was in his 70s. Okay, he was in his 70s. Okay, that That makes makes sense. sense. That makes sense. But look, look at what. Hang on. Fifty. There's Don Amici. He looks his age. How old was Hume Cronin? Sixty-four. Hume Cronin looks like he's a hundred in this film. Looks at least eighties. How old was Jessica Tandy? I bet because she she and Hume. She was born in 1909. Okay, so she would have been probably about Wilford Brimley. Fifty fucking years old in cocoon. Oh man, yeah. Do this math for me. Okay. Nineteen eighty-five. Yeah. Minus nineteen thirty-eight. Go ahead, Matthew. I can't do math. Minus thirty-eight. Nineteen thirty-eight. Nineteen eighty-five minus nineteen thirty-eight. Forty-seven. That is how old Brian Dennehy was in cocoon. Fuck you! <laughs> oh, God. Cocoon is a movie about people who are in a nursing home. Oh! <laughs> Brian Dennehy. It's a movie Cocoon. about people who are in a nursing home. 51. Oh. <sighs> no, not. I don't want to look at cocoons. Not cocoons. <laughs> children in a cocoon and a okay. random regular cocoon. Okay. How old was he? And that he was he was forty seven. Yeah, he's a year older than he's a year older than me. <laughs> In cocoon. <laughs> well, that those pictures don't look bad. Like shut up, bad. Look at him. He looks like my uncle. No, oh, that's too good. This was too fun. I'm I'm glad to pass this off to somebody else actually because I was feeling this pain. All day last Monday. And to, to now be able to pass this pain on to someone else is pretty great. <clears throat> Gutenberg was 27. I, I don't fucking care. 
I think you broke Amy. <laughs> oh I don't want to hear one of you <laughs> bitch and complain when I buy more bottles of wine and cry myself to sleep at night. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Just because you're the age of the diabetes guy? Oh my god, diabetes. That's why you're supposed to eat your oatmeal. That's why he said that yeah. in the Quaker Oats ads. Eat your oatmeal. Diabetes. <laughs> Are you okay? Did you die inside? I'm tired. You know that most grandparents were your age. They were 18 when they died back in the 1800s. <laughs> grandparent back in the 1800s. Oh uh, would you have, do you have any messages you want to send Amy with flowers? Oh my god. <laughs> Do they make black roses back then? I don't know. Like, <laughs> that reminds me. Didn't, did you share the quote from with the black stone? Oh, see, that's true. That's because that that's a good one that I liked because I related to this. Do you remember this line in in, uh, in the Age of Innocence, John? What's that one? What can you expect from a girl who wears black satin at her coming out party? <laughs> what? What indeed? What indeed? What indeed? <laughs> uh, to me, it's like. That was goth before it was goth. That's fucking awesome. Well done, Ellen. Oh, and I didn't get, you know, we were talking about Days and Confused, and I didn't get to actually say my line. What's your line? Well, I was talking about, like, all, because we were talking about, like, when we were zipping up those pants on the girls. Oh, God. Using, yeah, and, there's and a scene where like, the girl's putting on really tight oh. pants, and they have to use, like, a, what is it, a... The pliers? Pliers to and get then, the zipper yeah. up. And Sean's just like, I mean, wouldn't that be uncomfortable? And I said, Yeah. <laughs> And then I followed that with, anyone who wears high-rise pants deserves their yeast infections. <laughs> and I stand by that. All these people, that, you youngins that want to wear <laughs> high-fucking-waisted pants, fuck you. Uh, I hope you itch for months. Guys, guys should know something, is that the yeast infection isn't sexy. Uh, it's, uh, the, that camel toe you think is cute? It's not it's cute. Not, it's not that's cute. A, that's a yeast infection yep. is what that is. I hope you're wearing cotton underpants. <laughs> Or at least have a cotton gusset insert in your satin panties. Oh my god, where is this one gone? It's completely off the rails at this point. That's fine, it was still fun. Yeah. There. And actually, it again, it was nice to have a day where we actually got to watch two good movies yeah. for once. So. These are two good movies. Yeah, absolutely. I think The Age of Innocence is my favorite movie of 1993. Yeah. I for you. me. Yeah. I don't know, but obviously I think you are, would be very different on that, but... <laughs> I, I liked it, but um, Dave is still up there for you. Yeah, though. Dave is Dave is a good movie. Yeah, you. I think you'd be sending you'd be sending Age of Innocence an Abatina flower, which is for uh, fickleness because you're fickle. You're fickle. <laughs> you're very fickle. Whereas I would be sending I would be sending this movie an Acanthus because it's fine art. Well, what would you send me? What's the one that's depressing? <laughs> <laughs> I would send you. Anemone for Forsaken. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, no. Not, not thyroid eye disease. <laughs> you need a clinical trial. <laughs> I'm not going to open up Instagram anymore because when I'm trying to look for pictures of, of piles, I get thyroid eye disease. <laughs> you wonder why your search history is so bad. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, the, the bay tree is, for, is to celebrate glory. Glory. Yes. 
the when, when do we celebrate glory? I wonder after a, a, a win in battle, maybe. As if any of the rich people ever went into fucking battle for anything. <laughs> <laughs> fucking please. No. No. <laughs> they were the ones who told poor people to go die on their behalf. Uh, you would send somebody Basil for good wishes. You wanted oh. to send good wishes to somebody, you send them Basil. Okay. Uh, begonia, that is to tell you to beware. Oh, so, but if but back then, if somebody sent you that, you might consider them a witch. They might be, you might be like, what the <laughs> fuck is this person about to do to me? What am I going to beware? What the fuck? They're either going to hurt you, or they're a witch <laughs> predicting something bad is going to happen to you. Um, Just because I didn't tip my hat to you in the street, now I have oh, to beware? No. Maybe he wasn't ha- wearing a hat in the street. You, that's impossible. You'd go to jail for not wearing a hat in the street. <laughs> that's why he's got to beware. <laughs> You would send the Belladonna to someone if you wanted them to be silent. Ha-ha! Yeah! Is that you, from you to me? <laughs> <laughs> you would send a bittersweet if you wanted to say the truth. Oh. oh. What would I send Jürgen? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, uh, let's see. Yeah, what, 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 okay. what would you say? Uh, I would, for you, I would say you'd send him a pink, uh, pink camellia. Which longing for you. Oh, no, but what about little Robbie? <laughs> for little Robbie, you'd go, you'd send a red camellia. You're a flame in my heart. Oh, yes! <laughs> Alright. I, I like both of those. I'm fine. Uh, I long for Jürgen, but who, I'm on fire for little Robbie. Who do you Robbie. feel indifferent to? Oh. Indifference. Mandy Patinkin? You're indifferent to Mandy Patinkin, mm-hmm. so you'd send him a candy tuft. Oh, For okay. indifference. See, the thing is, like, I... Like, it's not like, you know, you know, Princess Bride, <clears throat> yeah. you know, but mm. everything else and, you know. Yeah. 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 Do you need any other flower guidance? Yeah. Well, when I send a person that may or may not have called me a cunt one night when we were drunk, <laughs> and then I said, no, it's cool, don't worry about it, and she's like, no, it's it wasn't cool, and then she's like, but you were acting like a cunt that night. What would I send for that? I would say I've I've got uh I've got a little something for this. I think you'd send them a columbine. And that <laughs> symbolizes I uh, I'm sorry, I was pausing for you to recognize Oh <laughs> Did you say a columbine? It's a pop mine. Co- oh shit <laughs> It's a flower. It's a flower. It's a flower. It's not that columbine. God. Bless America. You would send them a Columbine for foolishness or folly. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're going to make this into a flower show? <laughs> From now on, we're about to get flowery up in here. <laughs> what would I send um, somebody? What would I send Elon Musk? Elon oh, Musk. Yes. Oh, boy. Um, what would you send? Uh, you know, acting like I would actually see. spend money on that fucker. <laughs> Let's see what would we send to that uh, that son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> might be a lavender for distrust. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I would. I, oh no, no, no. Uh, a, an orange, specifically orange lily, for pure unbridled hatred. Hatred. Yes. <laughs> the orange lily illustrates hatred. We will be shipping out those flowers <laughs> to everyone on our cunt list. Thank yes. you very much. Only I one just have for to say, I, only one for each. I consulted this article from the Old Farmer's Almanac by Catherine Beckman uh, okay. throughout the show and throughout my two articles that I wrote about uh, this movie. And uh, I just have to say, I love, I love the language of flowers. I, I do. I think it's, I think it's amazing. 
I, I was telling Jeff on the other show that this is like the hanky code in cruising. Yes! <laughs> Hankies, but it's flowers. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And a little less gay. Everybody thinks they're sneaky in the, in the yeah. 1800s. Yeah. Like, but everybody also knows the flower code, so it's like, just the flower guy just knows everybody who's fucking anybody. It oh, pisses me off. So. In the 90s, though, we tried to have that with bracelets, and if you were wearing like a pink one, that means you got laid over the weekend. It's like, God, leave it to the 90s to fuck shit up and not even have fun with it. Oh, you know? bracelets. I don't bracelets. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, somebody had a threesome with their teacher. <laughs> wearing purple. I'm sorry, what now? I was not there. <laughs> And it was none of my business. Thank you. But someone how did that, was there? How did that end up with the code? <laughs> well, it was high school. I think that's all encompassing. How many times did it happen? <laughs> There's so many purple bracelets. <laughs> it's not true. I just, I'm, I'm not, I'm upset because I'm thinking about my own teachers and that upsets me just thinking about it. Yeah. Oh, that makes me want to throw up. Oh, <laughs> honey, you don't have the code anymore. You're fine. Just Good. beware of purple. I'm just, beware of purple. Bracelets. Oh. Bracelets. Yeah. I'm never wearing a purple bracelet again. I got a threesome with my gym teacher this oh. week. Oh. <laughs> what color is oh. that? <laughs> gym Matt Gray. Obviously. Oh. oh, God. Obviously. I'm going to send you a, a barrage. What is that? For bluntness and directness. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh. I just think that's it doesn't really match up with me, does it? <laughs> I think right now it does. <laughs> and for you, for you, MJ, a daisy. A Aww. daisy for your innocence. Oh, that has been stolen. <laughs> but that's also you so you'll never tell. Back. It's yeah. also so you'll never tell anybody oh, that's what true. you've heard today. That's true. Which Your you, mom's favorite flower is the daisy. That's you people nice. listening right now, you're sworn to secrecy on all of this. You yeah. can't tell anybody about the flower code. Don't tell anybody about the flower code. <laughs> no. Everyone this... listening to this podcast. <laughs> but do use the flower code. Yes. Do use, yes. Let's, let's get back to using the flower Let's bring back the flower code. code. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Oldfarmersalmanac.com. Flower meanings, language flowers. Absolutely. We'll look it up, and then we can all communicate with each other's in flowers only. I think, you know, next, for our next podcast, for the, for, for the many to come, we need to keep that up as a page. Yeah. So we can decide what flowers we're going to send some of these after. <laughs> Indeed. We're going to bring the flower code back. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And I'm going to send Elon Musk some geraniums for oh, folly and stupidity. Ah! <laughs> he and all of his village. Yes. Is that all? I think so. I gotta go. You're, are you dazed and confused? I'm gonna go call Elon Musk. <laughs> are you going to call on him like you do in the 1800s? I'm gonna call. Yeah, yeah. I'm calling Elon. Uh, I'm calling on you. 